apparently Evans posted something in general that is huge. Really? Let me go to general. That's not a loaded question at all. Or statement. (laughs) It's his dick. Hello and welcome to Game System Podcast, episode 58, a podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, and everything in between. It's the 7th of November, 2019, and my name is Mark Bell. My name's John. My name's Matt. How are we, gentlemen? Okay. Pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to hear. I'm full from the pizza. Yeah. We just had a large amount of pizza. Mm. So the challenge now is not to fall asleep as this food uh, digests through our bodies, Mm. I guess, is what happens. Mm. Mm. So if we sound a little uh, tired. (laughs) It's the pizza's fault. (laughs) Blame the pizza, which was really good. The pizza Mm. was really good. Mm. So uh, what's been going on, dudes? Anything exciting? Outside of the gaming world, perhaps, Mm. in your normal day-to-day lives, is there anything exciting that's been happening besides going to work and then eating and then going to bed and getting up and doing it again? Do exciting things happen outside the gaming world? It's a good question. (laughs) It's a fair question. Hmm. Maybe we should just talk about games. (laughs) And talking about games. The Mega Drive Mini is out. Mm. Oh, have mm. we not talked about that? No, we haven't. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been out for a little while now. How long? <laughs> Maybe a couple of months? I see you've got your Japanese Tower of Power I do. Box. I, I have a Mega Drive Mini, plus I purchased a bunch of useless plastic called the Tower <laughs> of Power <laughs> that you attach to the bottom and the top of... Uh, the Mega Drive Mini, which adds a Mega CD, a 32X, an expansion cart, and then the Sonic and Knuckles, or maybe it's Sonic and Knuckles cart, and then a Sonic the Hedgehog cart on top. Sonic Completely the Hedgehog useless. 1? Yeah. So that is the bonus level configuration which Ben it was speaking be. about. Indeed it would be. Mm. Yes. So does the box actually say Tower of Power? Like, what are they selling uh, this as? Maybe John can reach over and pull it out. Yeah. I can use Google Translate to yeah. see exactly what it says. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not in English. It is in Japanese. Oh, there's, there is one oh. that is, right? It says Mega Drive pa- Tower Mini. Tower, Tower Mini. Mini. Okay. okay. Mega Drive Tower Mini. There you go. Mm. And you see inside the box, you can see through the bits of plastic... The expansion port <laughs> mm. piece of plastic. I love that. <laughs> it's just like back in the day when you buy a Mega CD and you attach it to your Mega Drive. What do you do with that piece of plastic? Nothing. You chuck it in the box. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only thing left in that box now. Did they plan this? They must have, right? They must have, yeah. They had to have. Because that came out... I think it came out at the same time the Mega Mega Drive Mini came out. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, but it's not... Isn't... It's this made by the same people? Sega. Yeah, but they're publishing it. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't know. I guess it's endorsed. It's got the logos on it. And oh, it's definitely Seagull. Yeah. Definitely. Cause, Made cause in China. Because what, what I'm thinking is, you know, how many fractions of a cent would the manufacturing the Mega Drive Mini with the removable cover? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if yeah, they yeah. didn't do that, then they could have co- drive the cost down a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they made it authentic. Yeah. I mm. think they just were doing anything they could do to try and win back people's confidence. Hmm. 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 And there was a funny thing. There's a, there's an Easter egg with the Tower of Power, and Ben Benassik was all excited <coughs> for me to find this Easter egg, and he said, you know, <laughs> try and find what's what's awesome about this Tower of Power, and I connected it all. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's cool, but I, I don't see anything hidden or... And eventually he gave me the hints that I need to... Uh, unscrew and pull apart the the mega CD yeah. portion of the Tower of Power. And I was just thinking, I I don't see why I want to invest the time in unscrewing this thing. But <laughs> he convinced me and I unscrewed it all. And yes, there's a, there's a piece of cardboard in there that looks like the insides of a mega CD. <laughs> and it's got a Sonic CD CD <laughs> in the insides of the mega CD. So, inside, there's cardboard that simulates the inside of yeah. the console. Yeah. Wow. It was uh, <laughs> not as what? exciting as Ben made it out to be. But is there, is there something then in the 32X and the, the cartridges? Apparently not. Ah. Oh. Yeah. Well, well I, mean, I guess they... it would be exciting if you found it not expecting it to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I think because initially he was saying, you know, there's something really exciting in there and, and I opened the box and the thing that I thought was really exciting was there's an envelope uh, in the box and you pull out the envelope and you open it up and it's got this big sort of um, a manual for lack of a better word and it's got all schematics in there for all the different parts like schematics of the Mega CD, 32X and all of that kind of stuff and it's really, really cool and I thought that was the cool thing yeah. um, but apparently not, it's some piece of cardboard in the <laughs> Mega CD which I didn't think was actually very exciting. But, you know, each to their own. Mm-hmm. And I believe the that schematic points towards there being an Easter egg in the Mega CD, which is meant to right. clue you in to uh, finding this thing. Right. But anyway, we're not talking about the Tower of Power. The Mega Drive oh. Mini. Have we all played it? Uh, yes. Oh, actually, yeah. I have. Hmm. Thoughts? Uh, I think it's pretty good. I played it right after playing the Sega Classics Collection on PS3 hmm. because we had it set up when we did uh, the Sydney Classic Gaming Group. Oh, wait, yep. so I haven't played it then. No. Yeah, you have played it. It was there. Did, you played yeah. it. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, the Sega Cla- the Classics connect- Collection or uh, the Mini. They were both there. But once the mini got there, we turfed the classics collection okay. and plugged uh, in the mini. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and so I actually got a chance to play Streets of Rage two on both, hmm. and I was surprised to find that the latency on the mini was much better than the classics collection. Okay. Hmm. I just assumed because in my mind, a lot of the latency is to do with. Um, the analog to digital conversion. So I thought if you play it on a PS3, it should be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was sluggish, 
and then and yeah it's noticeable because i played a lot of that game more recently um i guess the one that i was used to playing though too was a classics collection but it was the more recent one and it was on steam on pc so i suppose that one must have been improved a lot Mm. and then yeah but the mini was definitely much better Mm. um i found it to be really snappy and yeah yeah, I had the same experience. I played um I played a bunch of the the Mega Drive games that we played for the best Mega Drive game podcast on the Mega Drive Mini. Um and it was kind of a good test case cuz I know what those games feel like. So, I wanted to see what the Mega Drive Mini versions of those were like and um yeah, I didn't notice any input lag whatsoever. I mean, obviously there's going to be some sort of input lag because it's it's emulated mm-hmm. um but it wasn't noticeable it wasn't mm-hmm. noticeable at all and i went through all of ghouls and ghosts um a bunch of sonic the hedgehog um most of thunder force 4 mm-hmm. a lot of them and uh also the the uh, menu system's really cool the music's really cool in the menus i thought it was really good i was really really impressed with the mega drive mini mm-hmm. i think they've done a great job I have heard stories, and I can't remember what podcast it was that I heard this, but um, they were saying that... Oh, it was the Giant Bombcast, I think. They were saying that apparently it has variable input lag. Mm-hmm. So it's it can be fine for a while, and then when something happens, then there's a little bit of input lag for no reason. Well, there's probably a reason. Mm. Um, and they were saying that's even worse than having a consistent input lag, because you can't you know, sort of account for it or predict mm. for it. Mm. But, yeah, I, I can't say I've spent a lot of time with it, but I've spent a bit of time with it and I didn't notice anything. Mm. So, mm. that could be just some random person mentioning something and then that picks up steam and people believe that that's the case. I mm. don't know. Mm. But either way, I, my experience with it has been very positive. Mm. I think it's pretty cool. Yep. Pads feel good. Mm. Full-size Mega Drive pads, they feel really good. Mm. Yep, I didn't play a three button one. Um, played with the three, the six button one, which I'd got one separately to all that. Um, so mm. we were using that, but um, yeah, it was really good. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that I have a Mega Drive and CRT TVs and mm. games that most of the games that I want to play, I would probably buy one. But mm. I already have the games. Yep. Um, there probably is games I'd like to play, but I've got so many games to play that, you know, yep. uh, I don't really need to buy it. You so, don't need more. Yeah, yeah. Apart from the fact that, you know, also, you know, it costs money. and Yeah. <laughs> I think there's 42 games. Is that right? Uh, sounds right. Yeah. From memory. There's a lot. We've talked yeah, about it yes. before. It says on the box. Mm. Oh, that's right. We went through all of them, didn't we? But yeah, I mean... the. The great thing about these mini systems is just how small they are and how portable they are. So you can just go on holiday, take them with you in a bag and plug them into a you right. know, a modern day TV yep. at your hotel room and play games. Yeah, so. I mean, yeah, for me, that would probably be the only reason, yeah, to have one mm. is to take it to other people's places or, yeah, if I was on holiday, maybe, and do that. That'd be the only reason. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to have one eventually. Hmm. 
Cool. Um, so generally, our reaction is positive. I think it's definitely a good pie. A good? Yeah. Good pie. Ah, like, I thought you said a good pie. pie. As opposed to, you know, the previous ones that have been done. Yeah, the, the Seeger stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, really it, it's, so, it's really annoying now. Like, you have to be really guarded because when you see these things... Yeah, the hardware could be hardware and emulation could be rubbish. I saw there's a Neo Geo one. Uh, no, it was a Data East one. J Car is selling a Data East really machine. Yeah. Oh. And I didn't even look at what games were on it, but it was like a double take. Like, huh? oh, that's a because you know you see a lot of those ones in JB Hi-Fi and stuff, and they're all hmm. like rip off games. And I saw this one, and it looked like that sort of thing. Hmm. But I was like, no, they're actual Data East games. <laughs> arcade games. Yeah. Huh. It's like in a mini arcade, yeah. right? I didn't know J-Car was selling them. They are, I'll yeah. have to go check that out. Hmm. There's a J-Car across the road from my work, mm-hmm. which is Convenient. pretty bloody handy. Yeah. yeah. Although your work's pretty big, so there's a lot of things across <laughs> the road from your work. That's true. Yeah. That is true. There's bl- entire blocks across the road. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, cool. Uh, so I would absolutely recommend the Mega Drive Mini um, along with the uh, NES Mini and SNES Mini. They're awesome, mm-hmm. like I said, for going on holiday and stuff like that. Um, variable input lag, I guess, might be a thing, but I didn't experience it myself, so proceed with caution, I suppose. Yeah. But I haven't heard many people talking about it, so... No. Like I said, it could have been just one of those random things that someone thought was the case, but hasn't really panned out. I don't mm. know. Yeah. I mean, that definitely sounds like something, yeah, you have to look into more to understand. Mm. Because do they mean like in times of slowdown or is it just intermittently random? Like, mm. was there something else going on in the system that was causing it? And it would just, yep. you would be doing something i mean i suppose it'd be really noticeable if there was intermittent input lag mm. um that's when you'd really notice it yeah i don't know if it's better than consistent input lag but mm. i guess it depends on how often it's happening yeah and if it's just slow down that's much better than input lag yeah because well, slow down is slow down i mean a lot of games slow down and it's predictable slow down is predictable as well yeah. you know you blow something up and everything slows down yeah <laughs> yeah But speaking of input lag, something I forgot to talk about in last podcast about um, packs, Mm -hmm. where we went through packs, I sadly forgot to talk about this because I thought this was particularly interesting, the Capcom Home Arcade. Ah. It's uh, Capcom's kind of mini console, Mm -hmm. except it's not very mini. (laughs) Yep. It's a... I was going to say giant. It looks giant in the pictures. It's not giant in person. Mm-hmm. Um, people were saying it's it's the Capcom surfboard. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not a surfboard. It's more of a bit of a it's more of a skateboard yeah. <laughs> in size. But it's a control panel, mm-hmm. and it's got two joysticks, uh, six buttons each side, and it's another one of these things where you just plug it into the TV, and then you've got access to a bunch of games, oh. Capcom yeah. arcade games. Any cash? Did this need? More external power? Did um? Do you know if, if it will uh, power off USB? No. Yeah. I don't know. Because I just thought maybe the bigger thing, hmm. and more controllers, maybe it needs more. Yeah, maybe. I don't know because it does have Sanwa joysticks hmm. 
Samwire buttons and all that. Um, but yeah, they had that at PAX, and it was kind of a pre-release mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. Um, because I've just found out today, actually, as I was putting in some research about this, it actually comes out to retail tomorrow. Huh. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It releases tomorrow in Australia. Hmm. So, um, so yeah, we played the pre-release version at PAX, what was it, about a month ago now? Yeah. And uh, did you happen to see the price in Australia? I think three ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. But that sort of goes to the build quality. So I didn't know Capcom Home Arcade was at PAX. I think it was Matt Captain Kong who uh, mentioned it to us, saying, "Oh, have you played Capcom Home Arcade?" And you know, I was like. No, I didn't know it was here, and then I was really excited to try it because you know I was, I was keen to buy one. Um, so we managed to find it. You found it first, Matt, in the expo hall. Mm. Then there was the whole shamozzle of us trying to find each other in the expo yeah. hall. <laughs> <laughs> that took a long time, <laughs> um, but we finally found each other. And then we found the Capcom Home Arcade. It was set up in a pretty uh, <laughs> makeshift. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it looks like last say? minute. It was definitely not planned. Yeah. In some random spot connected to this LCD TV sitting <laughs> on... I'm not even sure if it, if it was a table. Was no, it, it was a like chair? two stools. Yeah, two stools. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, but the first thing that struck me when I saw it was, like I said, it's it doesn't look anywhere near as big as what it does in the pictures. Yeah. yeah. It's actually... It's about the size of a skateboard, I would say. Maybe a tiny bit bigger. Yeah. Um, but I think it was Matt Captain Kong who was telling us he tried it and he felt he thought the buttons and joystick weren't very good and so but we jumped on and I immediately noticed It's supposed to be like legit Sanwa and they are stuff, right? They are, yeah. I mean Australian arcade players aren't used to Sanwa. Right. Um I'm only used to Sanwa now because I've install the Samwa joystick and Samwa buttons for my Ghouls and Ghosts speedrunning. Mm-hmm. And that's my only experience with Samwa because Australian arcade gamers, we played MCA sticks, MCA buttons. Mm. Um, but these are, yeah, these are legit Samwa parts. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I touched those controls and started moving them around, they felt exactly the same as what I've got in my arcade cab here. So they felt really good. Um, but then we started a game. The only game on there in this pre-release version was Street Fighter Two Hyper Fighting. Mm-hmm. As soon as the game started, I, yeah, I was very unhappy. <laughs> wow. It was at least half a second of input lag. It was terrible. Half a second? At least. What? Yeah. Some people <laughs> were saying to me, oh, the, the controls felt a bit skatey. And I, and I said, it's not skatey. That's the input lag you're yeah. feeling. When you stop moving, the character keeps on moving. Yeah. He's not skating. That's just the, the joystick not... Or the... I don't know. The the internal's not registering that you've stopped mm. in time for... Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So, I was trying to say, to be fair, we, we couldn't exactly determine whether... Or at least how much latency is in the display as well. Oh, exactly. Because the yeah, whole thing was, was like so that. makeshift. Yeah. Yeah. How can we tell? Yeah. And... And then we spoke to the guy who apparently set it up. And yep. I don't think he was really sure either or something. Or Yeah. So, 
yeah, I mean, we played for a few seconds and then I just refused to play it anymore because mm. <laughs> um, it was so bad. And I just, yeah, one of the one of the staff that was milling about, I grabbed him and I said, oh, you know, I was, I, I just noticed, you know, uh, what's the setup on this machine? Because I just noticed that the input lag is absolutely horrendous. He's like, oh no, I don't really know the the specifics, but the guy around the corner, he's the guy who set it up, and he knows a lot of stuff. So go and talk to him. So we went and talked to him, and yeah, he was a much more knowledgeable. And I said to him, you know, it's it's got at least half a second input lag. It's terrible. And he said, oh, that's that's really interesting because you were the first person to to say that. Um, As in to apply that you're that maybe you're making it up because oh no absolutely not right no he he said you know other people have come up to him and said oh it's it's stretched it's in widescreen mm. it shouldn't be in widescreen mm. um there were, there were a couple of other things that he said that people have mentioned um but he said you must be a like a hardcore capcom guy <laughs> to notice the input lag and and he said, "Yeah, it's not it's not set up properly. They originally planned to have the Capcom Home Arcade in a in a special booth set up in the classic classic um, game area oh. in PAX, and they're you know just going to do it really nice and have all sorts of things around it. But they ran out of time and they just chucked it onto an LCD TV. And so I said, well, do you think the the input lag is down to the TV?' And he said he's not really sure because you know they didn't." They didn't touch the LCD at all, mm. so it's quite possible. Right. But he did say Capcom wouldn't do this sort of thing and then release something like this that's not authentic and, and has these problems. Mm. And he did say, look, um, when it does come out, buy one, try it. If it does have these issues, then just take it back. Because mm. uh, he'd be very surprised if that still exists in the retail version. Mm. But, yeah, mm. I was initially very disappointed. I, and they really didn't I mean, want us to touch the setup. Like, mm. if we, you know, like they didn't want us changing the game, like, obviously. Yeah. But as well, like, you know. They pr- you're probably it, not. There's probably, like, policies that. Um, for that bar one. Bar you from doing that. Yeah, but, like, I mean. It's easier to change a TV to not be widescreen, mm. like, for a start. And, mm. I mean. Yeah. And check for game mode or yeah, something that like that. Yeah. 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 But, mm. the, but, you know. They yeah. can't seem to want anyone like mm. going deep into it. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of skeptical of the whole idea of like, ah, oh, just buy one and take it back. Like that's always like oh, yeah, the kind that's of a salesperson's thing to say. Yeah, and yeah. it's and it's true. I mean, it's a way of um, overcoming your objection, and it's true. You can take it back, mm. but do I want to do that? I don't want to have to go through the whole thing of doing that. Yeah, and that's right. There's there's a chance that I'll buy it, be dissatisfied, and not take it back. Mm. And I probably should just take it back and, you know, stand up for myself and get my money back. But mm. at the same time, if you're someone who really loves Capcom, you might just really want this thing to work. And then yeah. you might end up having a $400 um, Capcom logo on your wall. <laughs> mm. And I think that's... Anyway, that's just another way of framing, I think, that whole situation. Yep. Um so, yeah, that kind of sucks if it is that way. Um, I think, though, ha- him saying, oh, Capcom wouldn't release a piece of shit, basically. Hmm. Um, I mean, I think I feel that way, too. I don't... But then, 
I don't know, the way the corporate business is now. Yeah. The way they redid the Street Fighter 2 Anniversary Edition. Was it Anniversary? I don't know, the one that's on Switch. Probably mm. on the other consoles too, but... Yeah, it is. I mean, that wasn't... I wouldn't say that was up to par either. Wasn't uh, up to par? Yeah. Mm. There was a lot of complaints about the artwork and how it didn't match the hitboxes properly and... Yeah, right. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you can't rely on the reputation of a company to produce something that's going to be good. I mean, you look yeah. at the, the Sony PlayStation Mini, mm. that was garbage. Mm. That was absolutely yeah. terrible. Yeah. And, and that's, yet they're Sony. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely and a And their company. reputation is all about mm. quality stuff. Yeah. I mean, I would have, yeah, I would have thought that about Sony, like going back decades. Mm. You know, you expect to, when you buy a, a Sony piece of product or Sony product that's going to be really high quality. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was really disappointing. <laughs> but that's yeah. the reason that like Sega had to work so hard to get yeah. people's confidence yep. because yep. it wasn't just about what they did, it was about what everyone else did. Mm. You know. Yep. Yeah. And they did have a prior reputation of releasing garbage stuff mm. made by a different company. Yep. Published by Sega. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no excuse it's got their name on it. All that right. stuff still permeates the market. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> See so many of those things oh, pop yeah, up they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Evan in the chat says the thing that shits him is that it uses retro arch. Uh, Capcom today don't even know how to reverse engineer their own stuff. Yeah, that's that can be true of many companies actually. I think Nintendo only just recently reverse engineered their code for Donkey Kong. Um there are customs in CPS 1 and 2 that they don't know how to represent in software. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, code can be lost. Mm. That's that's a bit of a problem, but yeah. I mean, there's some valid concerns there. Mm. But yeah, um, the, the final version releases tomorrow. And like I said, I was very disappointed with the product that I played at PAX, considering I was a buyer. Mm. And I said that to that guy. I was a buyer before, but now that I played this... Mm. I just don't even know, and that's why. Well, that's that's what prompted me to ask the question: is is this known to be the fact that it's a, the LCD TV? Yeah. Is it because it's a pre-release version? Is it not optimized? Mm. He didn't have answers for those questions. Yep. So, yeah, I don't we think, will see. Uh, could the LCD TV on its own be responsible for that much latency? Yeah. Some displays are really bad. Okay. Fair enough. Hmm. Mm. That was possibly the worst input lag I've I've noticed yeah. in any emulation at all. I mean, there's the Commodore 64 Mini that has input lag, but that's probably, I don't know. I, th I think some guy measured it. It was, it was like 20th of a second or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Not much. But you can notice it if you know the hardware well. But that one, the Capcom Home Arcade, God, it was bad. It's <laughs> terrible. So, um... Wow. But me being a sucker for punishment, I will probably still buy it. <laughs> without without trying to play it first. Oh, if I could play it first, that'd be fantastic. But then yeah. but also, well, I guess if it works well, then it will delay your fears. But mm. if it doesn't work well, you'd probably still be asking the same questions and probably not getting answers. Although, who knows? Maybe there'll be some dude in JB Hi-Fi that'll be like, Oh yeah, man, it's in four by three, it's on game mode and everything. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Three frames latency. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 
I guess the thing, though, for me is that it's $399. So you could buy a Switch for that. You could. And so what I'm thinking, if I do buy it and it does have that latency, I will take it back because mm-hmm. it's such a lot of money. Yeah. Whereas things like um, a C64 Mini, for example, I bought that and that has latency and that pissed me off, but it wasn't $400. So mm. I didn't take it back. Mm. I've kept it. Yep. But this thing, if I buy this and it's got latency, I will definitely take it back because yep. that's a significant amount of money yep. for something that if it does have those problems, it's useless and will sit on a shelf like the C64 Mini. Mm. Um, and that's $400 sitting on a shelf and you don't want to do that. Mm. I wonder if, um, is Ben getting them at Game Traders? I don't know. He's the type of guy that could probably answer those questions if you Mm. were to go and purchase Mm. it from there. Mm. True. Mm. Haven't heard him mention it, Mm. but yeah, I don't know. So we'll wait and see on that one. It's more than likely I will pick one up and then um, I can talk about what it's actually like in next podcast. Cool. We're back. We're back. So we were deciding who was going to go first. Yeah. Who feels talkative? Rochambeau. <laughs> well, I feel like my topic kind of blends on from the last topic. Ah, Capcom Home Arcade, yes. Oh, okay. um, so, uh, been going on this sort of journey, uh-huh. which started with Street Fighter 2, learning to play that properly. Which one? Uh, World Warrior. Mm-hmm. Because, I think we talked about this, but um, because we were talking about like if there was a like a, a Netherworld style score pin for Street mm-hmm. Fighter Two, what would mm-hmm. the score be? And I think it was Evan said something like, "Oh yeah, six hundred thousand. If you can one CC that like the game, then you should be able to easily get six hundred thousand." Mm. And um, I was like, I can't 1cc Street Fighter. <laughs> That's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I began a journey to try and reach that goal, and I still haven't made the it. The score or 1cc? 1cc. Right. I'm not even, like, trying for the score yet. Right, okay. Yeah. What sort of scores are you getting? Um, well, I'm not finishing it. Hmm. I haven't honestly haven't been paying that oh, much okay. attention. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so anyway... Started doing that. Started to appreciate Street Fighter 2 a lot more. Hmm. Hence, picking it in the Mega Drive battle. Mm-hmm. So, this is going back, like, probably a good couple of months now. Mm-hmm. Um, then, Evan was selling his CPS 2 A and B board, which the B board is a Street Fighter Alpha 2. Right. And he was putting it up for a really good price. And I decided... That I really wanted it. And so I sold some stuff. And I haven't got it yet, but there's no rush because 
the plan is eventually to put the dark soft mod on the um, B board, mm-hmm. and so that allows you to play all the CPS two games, right? Yeah, yeah, just on so, the one board. Yeah, so from what I understand, it's kind of like a quick ROM switch mod. Mm. So it allows you to save the ROMs on like an SD memory or I don't know if it's an SD or a USB or whatever might be on board. Um, And you've got a little screen and you can go up and down and switch between the ROMs. Yeah. And it basically, it actually flashes the ROM chips on the B board um, with whatever the whatever the rom is yeah so you're playing real hardware Mm. but you can play any game from that system the cps2 system yeah and a lot of them are fighting games (laughs) a Mm -hmm. lot of them are street fighter yeah um but there's some other cool games on there as well Mm. and i thought i've got the list um and i was curious to know like how many of them you guys are familiar with Mm -hmm. so starting from the top there's Street Fighter 2 New Challenges. Super? Super Street Fighter 2. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was the beginning of the downfall for Street Fighter for me. <laughs> <laughs> I um, didn't like it too much. I, I like... Um, there's one character introduced that I liked, which was Cammy. Everything else about Super I didn't like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Um, there's a shoot 'em up called Echo Fighters. I think I played it. Hmm. No. I can't remember. There's Dungeons and Dragons Tower of Doom. Yeah, that's a really good game. It's a beat em up. Beat em up. Yep. You yeah, played so that, Matt, haven't you? I think we've so. gone through that. I think. Yeah, I've got. So I prepared a screenshot to show you what it looks like, which helps the readers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, a good game. It it has like an experience mechanic or something like that. You level up, but it's. It's not really... It's not like an RPG or anything. I mean, you're just beating guys up and you go up levels. There does... You can't avoid going up levels. There is a Dungeons & Dragons beat-em-up that is more like an RPG, though, isn't there, where you can equip items and stuff? Mm, don't know. Okay. Well, there's another one on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, it is called... Where is it? Dungeons and Dragons Shadow over Mystaria. Oh, yeah. Is that the one we played? Uh, I think Seems that's the more famous. Oh, really? Yeah. That's CPS2 as well, isn't it? Or yeah. not? Yeah, all these games are CPS2. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, I'll keep going. Uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Turbo, yep. That's a... That game's really hard. <laughs> really, really, really hard. Do you think the AI is cheap in it or No, just uh just has an answer for every single thing you do. Mm. Uh, yeah, really tough. I'm I used to do better at it back in the day, not that I played it very much because I wasn't a fan of Super Street Fighter 2, but I liked Turbo more because mm. it was hard and it was fast. Mm-hmm. Um but these days I'm lucky to even beat the first guy. Mm. Getting up to the second guy is is challenging. Mm. Yep. And that's pretty humiliating for a person who knows Street Fighter as well as I do. 
Yeah, well, that's been my experience. I haven't been able to beat the first guy in mm. that version of the game. Which is amazing for an arcade game. Mm. You wouldn't think that would be a good way to make money mm. by destroying people from the outset. Mm. You know, you chuck in $2, $2, $1. Yeah. I don't know how much it was back in the day. Mm. You get brutalized. Why would you play it again? Mm. Well, I guess it's um, all about, yeah, the skill level of the people that are playing the game. I guess they had to make a harder version because... Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Everyone consumed every single thing possible about Street Fighter back then, so I guess the expectation was that people who stepped up to that game knew what they were doing. And I think, from memory, I think it was Evan that said that when he went to the Japanese arcade, they actually had, like, the difficulty level posted on the machine. Like, they had several of the same game, and it had the difficulty level. Hmm. He can probably confirm, but... um, yeah, I think I remember him saying that. He did just say in the chat that um, it cheats and it reads your inputs. Hmm. Yeah, which is... I mean, every game does, but it just depends on the to. level and how fast it does. So, yeah. Hmm. I think I saw a video recently. It was talking about one of the first run, like it was either World Warrior, Champion or Hyper. There's some cheating in that too, but it's things that... Just impossible for players to do, isn't it? Things like uh, um, instant the sonic char- booms uh, and yeah, yeah, the moves that require two second charge. Yeah. yeah, walking forward and doing a somersault kick, which is meant to be a hold down <laughs> for two, three seconds and then up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Alien versus Predator. You must yeah. be familiar with that one. Yes, that's a very good beat 'em up game. Do you like that game, Matt? Oh, I think so. You think so? <laughs> I must have played it recently. I, I have played it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It wasn't in but, our Battle of the Beat-em-Ups, but I always have fond memories of it. Yeah. There's mm. the there's two different types of Predator, the Hunter and something else. Mm. I forget. That is a very good game. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think uh, regarded as one of the best beat-em-ups ever made. Oh, I may have to Critically. play it again. Let's try it again. Hmm. Mm. I haven't played it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Darkstalkers, which is a fighting game. Yep, that's a cool game. So the, these, so there seems to be a sort of resurgence happening of some of these older fighting games, and Darkstalkers is one of them. Mm. Um, there's the community's been crying out for a new Darkstalkers for a long time. Mm. I think there was a version released on PS4. Unfortunately, not on um, on Steam or PC. Um, mm. What are you laughing about, Matt? You, you said the community's been crying out for this for a long time. Uh-huh. And Ben writes in chat, because boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are boobs in the game. Mm-hmm. Well, no nipples. But yeah, <laughs> bouncing boobs. Okay, Ring of Destruction Slam Masters 2. Uh, What's that? I've never heard of that that's game That's the sequel to Slam Masters. What's that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a wrestling game. Ah, hmm. oh, that kind of Slam Masters. Yeah, it's... it's. I was never a fan. Capcom made wrestling games. Wow. I think Hagar's in it. Oh, I really? Think. I think so. You know what Hagar is in? Marvel mm. vs. Capcom Infinite. Correct. Yeah. I think everyone's in Marvel vs. Capcom <laughs> Infinite. <laughs> Arthur from Ghouls and Ghosts is in... Except for all the X-Men. Well, you know. (laughs) Is Wonder Woman in it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving on. Armored Warriors? What's that? That's a beat-em-up. 
Uh, yeah, I know. It's uh, like you're yeah. in a mech. Oh. It's okay. X-Men Children of the Atom. Yeah, that's yeah, a no good problem. That's a good game. Mm. Night wait, wait, no, wait, do I know? Is that... It's a fighting game. Oh, I don't know. Not the yeah. beat em what's, what's that one called? X-Men? X-Men. Just X-Men. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Night Warriors, which is another Darkstalkers game. I think it's the second one. Um, Cyberbots, Full Metal Madness. That's I don't know a this game. game as well. Yeah, and I don't think I played it. Must be bad. Street Fighter Alpha. Never now, been a big fan of the Alpha games. Uh, Mega Man. The pa- the Power Battle. So mm. there's a few Mega Man games on there. Mm. Marvel Superheroes fighting game. Uh, 19XX, The War Against Destiny. Yeah. Is it? Shoot him up. That's like a 1942 sequel. Yep. It's called 19XX? Because what year is it now? They've run out of years, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. Is it it a... Maybe the future. Goes across the years. They couldn't call (laughs) it like 1942 to 1945. Like like, like Mega Man is is set in 2000X or something like that. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because they don't want to be the future, but now (laughs) it's going to be the past (laughs) next year. Kind of where it is. 2000X. Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Street Fighter Alpha 2, which I found out is supposed to be like a prequel to Street Fighter 2. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hence Alpha. Right. Mm. Alpha? Or Zero. Except zero. It's also yeah. called Zero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Right. It's a puzzle game. That's all you need to know. Mega Man 2. I didn't know yeah. there was Mega Man arcade games. Yeah. Hmm. They they could not have been here. I don't remember seeing... I never saw yeah. them in the arcades. Yeah. Street Fighter Alpha 2 Gold. Quiz Narino Dreams. It's a quiz game. I wonder if it's hentai. Hmm. I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> X-Men vs. Street Fighter Battle Circuit, which is a beat-em-up. Don't know that game. Which I'm wondering now, could I have confused that for Armored Warriors? I'm pretty sure I know Armored Warriors. Hmm. Don't think I played Battle Circuit. Vampire Savior, that's another Darkstalkers game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter. Capcom Sports Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know that. It's a sports game, so you don't really need to know anymore. <laughs> is it? Is it like mm. a Hyper Olympics? You like some sports games. Do I? Yeah. Forza. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Um, it was, Road Rash. Wasn't there another sports game that you liked? No? Uh, I'm struggling. We'll think of it. <laughs> Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix. Yeah, I don't know that too well. I know what it is, but That's I the one haven't played it much. We played that at our um, retro meet. Um, Alpha vs. Capcom, another Street Fighter Alpha. <laughs> Giga Wing seems to be a fairly famous game. Shoot them up. What? It's called Giga Wing. It's famous. Really? It's a lot of wings. Oh, it seems to come up a lot. I've seen it a lot. Like, for sale. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, there's more. There's a Japanese name which I cannot pronounce. Young Kushi Hao Nao Sai Hei. Yep. Which is a puzzle game. Okay. That's all you need to know. Dimahu. Is a shoot 'em up? Don't know it. Mars Matrix Hyper Solid Shooting. Don't know it. Shoot 'em up. There's a lot of shoot 'em ups. 1944 The Loop Master. Oh, okay. Shoot 'em up. I know that game. Pang is a platformer. It's not really, but yeah. 
Is it I like, know Pang. Is, it, is that one like the one I know? You harpoon the bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. At least I assume that's what it is. Mm. Mm-hmm. Pro gear. Okay. Shoot them up. Yep. Oh. Puzzle Loop 2. It's mm. a puzzle game. Genpai Puzzle Choco. Okay. It's a puzzle game. Uh-huh. Hyper Street Fighter 2, the anniversary edition. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's quite a few games and there's quite a few good games. Mm. And you know what else? There's oh. a number of games there that's on the Capcom Home Arcade. Oh. Because <laughs> you have 1944 The Loop Masters, mm-hmm. Alien vs. Predator, Armored Warriors, Capcom Sports Club, Captain Commando, Cyberbots, Darkstalkers, Eco Fighters, Final Fight, Ghouls and Ghosts, Giga Wing, Mega Man Power Battle, Pro Gear, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Strider, and Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of the CPS2 games on the Capcom Home Arcade. Mm. Mm. Yeah, right. interesting. Does the Home Arcade have like Street Fighter 3? No. So no, does it have CPS3 games? I don't know what CPS3 games are. Okay, Street Fighter 3. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's one. <laughs> okay, then. That's one of them. Right. I think there's I, I thought I looked at this list and there's not many. Uh on the Capcom like, like Home Arcade. To, no, like CPS 1 and 2 have like a decent library and then mm. 3 years. Very oh, okay. I haven't actually looked at it personally, but I was just curious. I know Street Fighter 3 is one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I know. Evan says Giga Wing is a great shmup. I think I've played it. I can't recall. There's a lot of shmups that meld into each other in my brain. And Bakersnark MDW says California Games Footbag. Now there's <laughs> a callback. A sports game. <laughs> Every sports game needs footbag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Cool. So you're going to be going down the dark soft path. Yeah. Mm. Um, so you, have you bought this thing or are you thinking of buying it? Well, I've got the money to buy the A and B board from uh-huh. Evan. Yeah. Um, Does I he know this yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. We talked about it. I was just wondering if it was going to be a surprise to him in the chat. <laughs> I'm buying your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and no, well, the Dark Soft kit is then like another, I think it's like another four hundred dollars or something. Holy crap! Yeah, it's not cheap. Wowzers! Um, but I just yeah, the way I figured, it's actually the cheapest way to get a hardware version of like Hyper Street Fighter Two Anniversary or mm. whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, Turbo because just the B board is more expensive than all of that put together. Yeah. Um. They're really, really expensive. Mm. And so, I feel like because just because of that, it's just a good thing to do. And then I'll also be able to play all those beat-em-ups, which I'm excited to play. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, proper hardware versions. Yep. Um, and you got a minigun, which is a yes. super gun, but it's smaller than a super gun. Yes. And for people who don't un- don't know what... A super gun is, uh, how would you describe it, Matt? You're the tech guy. Um, it's so you can play arcade games without an arcade cabinet. Hmm. So, the, you, it's a device that you plug a hmm. arcade board into yeah. that replicates what? The it's interface to the power, the CRT. Yeah, it's like interface. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think yeah, um, all the bits separately you put, you connect to the hmm. minigun board. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's funny because it's 
the kind of thing that you don't really realize how complicated it is until you look into it or until you start to learn about it. Or maybe mm. people who are more into the tech side of things might understand. But, you know, when you think, well, it puts out, the, the board puts out RP, RGB and it's a TV, so why wouldn't it be able to just convert the signal and just go straight into it? Mm. And it's not really that simple. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen to the signal to make sure that it's at a resolution that the TV can handle mm. um, and also the right kind of plug. And uh, then all you have all your controls and that sort of thing as well. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think one of you was saying about the power distribution and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's pretty cool because whoever developed the minigun has done it as a uh, open source piece of hardware so people can modify it however they need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, very small. And you basically can just plug your jammer um, arcade board directly into it. Yep. And then it has outputs for controllers which use the DB15 plug, mm-hmm. um, which is the default plug for the Neo Geo, so you can get a Neo Geo controller and that should just work. Yeah, or you could wire something up. Yeah, you can wire something up directly to, if you just get the pin out of the DB15, Yeah, um, you could literally get a box, a bunch of buttons, and wire it up directly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Evan will have to correct me if I'm saying anything that doesn't make sense. So I'm just learning about all this stuff. <laughs> right, yep, yep. Um, He's obviously, he's building the miniguns, so he mm. obviously understands it a lot more than I do. Yeah, the, yeah, he's building these and selling them through his website, which is sneak.net. No, you idiot. Sneaknet is the name. Sneaknet.io is the website address. Mm-hmm. Him and Josh. And uh, the build quality on these things are ridiculous. They are awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how he solders, how he solders. <laughs> I mean, you look at boards that are done by robots and, you know, you just look at it and it looks super clean and you've got these tiny little surface mount things that are soldered on there perfectly and you think, yeah, that's fine, that's done by robots. You look at the mini guns, it looks like that. It's just super <laughs> clean, super precise. Mm. Uh, it's it's quite amazing mm-hmm. on these tiny little things, these tiny little boards. So, yeah, really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so I'm still to decide exactly how to build the controller. Um, I think Ben said he's just getting a... There's a USB to DB15 uh-huh. uh, conversion device, hmm. um, which is supposedly latency-free, which is... I was really concerned about latency, but I've been assured that there's Wouldn't no latency. would have some latency in it anyway, I would, though? Yeah, I would think so. Hmm. And that's why I prefer to just wire it up directly. Yeah. Um. But whether it's a noticeable amount of latency, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would like to b- build some kind of controller. Um, I was looking at all these different box options. Finding a case to just put controls in yeah. is not as easy as hmm. what you might think. I don't know if you guys have any ideas, but... I was looking at toolboxes and, like, Tupperware containers. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that's 
a problem in a lot of those situations is that you actually need a flat surface to mount the controls. Yeah. Um, and a lot of toolboxes have like indentations and stuff in mm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So maybe I can reveal. Oh, mm. I'm also working on a controller. Oh really? my god! Because yeah. I'm also getting one of these mini guns. Mm. I thought and you already had one. Well, well, Ben has that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> you stole your minigun. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just get in one of the next the next batch. Right. Anyway, my idea for the enclosure is I already know how to do um, acrylic stuff. Okay. So you, can, you, can, you can get oh, acry- you- big acrylic sheets from Bunnings. Okay. You score the sheet, yep. you know, there's a line, and then snap it. Okay. So, you, you know, you score the thing. So, make okay. the size you want. Are you going to mm-hmm. get clear or black? Probably. Yeah. And then you get this stuff. It's a, it's not a glue, but it's a solvent, and that's okay. how you stick the pieces together. Yeah. And hopefully, if you made a box out of that, hopefully it's mm. rigid enough. I don't actually know, hmm. but I hope it would. Yeah, it should be as long as you up. design it in a way that. Yeah, I think. Like I have some reinforcement in the corners, but. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hope, yeah, acrylic sheets are like. Five millimeters thick. Mm. They're strongish. I suppose you could always like double up to make it stronger, right? Maybe. Although, does it have to be a certain thickness, like, for the button to sit flush? Oh, yeah. I have no idea about that. I <laughs> <laughs> not Hasn't it. thought about that part yet. That's one of the things. Well, that... I've got sticks and no buttons. Okay. So, yeah. well, I believe you can also buy buttons from Josh. Yes. I don't know. If... Yes, you can. I don't know. Yeah, if I, they... I may... yeah, I don't know <laughs> about on the sneak.net website, okay. but... Um... But now you should be right on the thickness of the control panel because at least um, MCA sticks and buttons, they screw all the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and yeah. the LAI control panels are like super thin. Mm. So, But see if I'm getting like Sanwar buttons. Oh, yeah. Then that's a... Yeah. You might have to check that. Yeah. I believe mm. you can get screw ones as well in Sanwar, but... Then that brings up another question. I was looking at controllers and stuff, and you can now get like silent buttons or not silent, not not fully silent, but quiet buttons. Yeah. Hmm. And it's a lot different. Is that something that concerns you at all? Um, so I, I had the idea that, um, you know, I'm, you know, like all these people only had MCA buttons growing up. Hmm. Um, but I'm like kind of enamored with, okay. Um, the, the double flapping button technique, which I don't think you can mm. do properly on those. No. Yeah, you'd need... But the Japanese buttons are, like, really soft, so you, you, you don't need much. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, the double flap. Mm. Right. I, I want to be able to double flap. flap. Okay. Fair mm. enough. Yeah. Can't keep a is man that... away from his double flap. Mm. Is that just to do, like, faster button presses? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, the guy on the video that was doing the silent button thing was doing the double <laughs> the double flap. But he's like a fighting game player. So, I mean, yeah. I guess, yeah, there'd be times when you'd want to do that. But It depends. Yeah, it very much depends on the game mm. that you're playing. And what I've found uh, since buying my Samwise Stick and Samwise Buttons, the Samwise Stick is amazing, mm. really, really awesome. Mm. I'm actually not so impressed by the buttons. Okay. Mm. I prefer the LA, LAI the MCA buttons right. really? for the game that I play, which is Ghouls and Ghosts, mm. which doesn't require, you know, I mean, really fast or light play. One mm. option I've got, making your own controller, you can just do both. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a set of buttons like this and a mm. set of buttons like that mm. yeah. or whatever. Wire them up in the same spot yeah. and mm. you're done. Yeah. Absolutely. And the other part of my idea, 
So I'm spoiling all the things now. <laughs> <laughs> or, I'll have option for sticks or hitbox style, just buttons for oh. directions. That's interesting you should say that because I, when I, in my journey of yeah. watching all these fighting game videos, one tournament I was watching, there was a dude with a stick that was had both. It had yeah. a stick yeah. and mm. hitbox buttons, yeah. so yeah. he there's, could do either. There's a word. There's a word for those now. Ah, that's so weird. Sma- mm. Smash box. No, that's not okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> there's not this. Yeah, hitbox is the buttons one, but there's th- that combo one has mm. some other name. I think. Okay, oh, mm. because you buy them, right? I don't know. I think, I think, I think you can buy them. Yeah, I thought it was custom, but okay. Gaffrobox. Gaffrobox, Evan says. <laughs> Did he just make that up? I don't know. Did he just mash the keyboard <laughs> and then put box on the end? Or <laughs> He did just say in the chat, though, that they have a big Sanmar order on the way, and they'll go up on as the side As long as they're soon. getting uh, white and yellow <laughs> buttons. Are you making egg buttons? Egg buttons. Yes. <laughs> yes, this egg needs to happen. Egg buttons. But then you need a banana joystick. That's too late. I already got joysticks. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I can't decide what color. I mean, I feel like I just want to go with a classic, like, bright green, just like the standard Astro color. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Um, Okay, next question. Mm -hmm. Um, I also want, like, a stick to use with PS2 or PS1 because the one that I have is horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, How easy do you think it would be to take apart the horrible one that I have mm. and use, like, the internals as in, you know, the... I don't even know. I haven't even looked at what's in, on the inside, but there must be some kind of interface between the buttons and the wire. Yeah. So, could I just <clears throat> wire that up to my Sanwa buttons and then... Wait, so what, what was... It? You, wait, you, I've, got, I've got a stick got, yeah, which has, for PS2, yeah. which is really horrible. It's yeah. like a HAP style, but and the buttons are like... Just really crappy buttons. Um, so, basically, I just want to open it up, hmm. throw away the buttons, throw away the yeah. stick, use like a Samwa stick and buttons, yeah. and just wire them up to the PS2 plug and whatever is in between the plug and yeah. the buttons. And that should work, right? It. I mean, I guess it'd be possible. I don't know how compatible buttons and sticks are, like hmm. the sizes. It's just mm. a switch, right? Case, yeah, no, no, but I mean like the mounting. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on worst, what buttons and sticks are. How it's uh, mounted. Worst, and, worst case, right. Yeah, buttons and sticks are in there and at the you moment. You may have to have some kind of shim to right. put in between. So or, or you've got to gouge out some holes to make mm. it bigger, whatever. The ultimate thing would be able to like be able to switch it out, you know, be able to switch it to like PS2 mode and then like DB15 mode and just have mm. one controller. Oh, I think that would be both. pretty easy. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I'd <laughs> like to do that. Because the other thing about this stick that I have is it's also got, um, like, GameCube and Xbox plugs on it as mm. well. So, it can be used <clears throat> on any of those consoles. Yeah. And, well, and it, but it also has all these stupid, like, turbo buttons and programmable buttons and stuff. So, I don't care about those. I just want to have, like, good buttons and stick to use on the PS2 because a lot of the fighting games I have are on PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, that's that's my mm-hmm. kind of plan with yeah. that. Um, well, what Evan was saying, you can just buy a, some of those um, those Street Fighter 4 sticks for Xbox 360 and so forth on Gumtree mm-hmm. or eBay and just gut them 
Mm. Aren't they expensive? Wouldn't there be zillions of them, though? Really? They come up every now and again, and they're reasonable. Mm. Um, Yeah, we've had a conversation about it before, and I've actually been looking, but haven't seen one. Yeah, I think ironically when we talked about it, he like pulled out his phone and like, here's one. <laughs> <laughs> but then since I've been In looking, your face. I haven't seen one. Uh, yeah. In uh, Yahoo Japan, there's millions, Evan says. Hmm. Yeah. Need to get on Yahoo Japan mm. somehow. On the internet. It's probably not that hard, but. <laughs> <laughs> the internet. My wife sort of speaks Japanese. Well, you can just translate it. Mm. If you're using Google Chrome, there's a button that says translate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. I don't know how have accurate you, have it you, is. But, you have know. you tried Yahoo Japan? I bought something from Yahoo Japan probably a decade ago, maybe wow. more. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Cool. But I know Evan and Josh buy from Yahoo Japan all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you need some advice, they're the guys to talk to. Mm. Oh, well, keep that in mind. And Ben Benassik has posted a picture of his minigun working. He's just turned it on for the very first time. Really? Yeah. Huh. Or I should say Matt's minigun. Yeah. Yeah, because he stole it from <laughs> Matt. So I also have, I already have a Tekken Tag tournament board, which we tested once here in mm. your arcade cab. Yeah. So that's been in a box for, God, probably five years mm. since I bought it. Mm-hmm. Um, is that Jammer? Yeah, it is Jammer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you'll be able I to think minigun it, it. It must be like really late in that Jammer cycle, hmm. like one of the last, because I'm pretty sure the next game was, well, I guess it'd be... I think they're all Jammer. Uh, I think there's, isn't there a Namco system after that? I thought it changed to something more complex for like uh, Tekken 4. I don't know if they went cartridge-based or not. I'm not sure. I think it's actually a disc, but I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know much about... Like Naomi discs or something. Anyway, we're... Yeah. Just speculating. Completely speculating. Yeah. None of us know <laughs> anything that we're talking about. I actually remember reading something recently about how Namco s- tried to set up a system where they took like 20... Like 0.2% or something of all the intake of all the machines. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, wow. Like a percentage of the intake of the machines. Right. But I don't think it worked out. <laughs> Can't mm. remember where I read that. The information source is just as important as the information. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> cool. So that's that's my journey. Mm. And I haven't got any of that stuff yet. But no, you haven't finished. I do have some You're still hot, on the journey. hot little cash mm. in my pocket. Not mm. enough to get all the stuff but mm, some of the stuff. some of the stuff and right. i'll just work my little butt off towards the rest of the stuff mm. yep when do you get your uh board from evan um i guess i'll pick it up when i see him at the end of the month the next oh yeah that's the thing that's happening meet. Mm. i haven't yeah i haven't talked to him about that but it's committed. He's holding it for me. Assuming he's still holding it for me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's pretty... Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting and I'm keen to hear more as you go along that journey. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited to play like real hardware Street Fighter mm. uh, because I haven't really... The only one I played is the World Warrior in 1989 since mm. 
since I started playing it again. Mm. Well, you played Hyper Fighting today in my MAME cab, mm. but that's not real hardware. Yeah, well, I was horrified to learn that it's <laughs> like, what was it, like a three-frame um, Yeah, I just learned this myself in the last couple of weeks that apparently in MAME, no matter what you do, you're going to have some sort of input lag. I thought mm. if you had enough CPU and GPU performance to throw at an emulation system... And, you know, you make sure your LCD TV and all of that kind of stuff is in game mode and whatever mm. it needs to be in. You can get an authentic experience. But I've only just learned in the last couple of weeks that, no, um, emulation, no matter what you do, it's always going to have some sort of input lag. Mm. And it's generally around three frames, mm. which is not a lot. Most people mm. would never notice. Mm. Uh, and it's important. It's not important with some games, but... Mm. Other games, it's important. It's probably important for every game if you play it to a very high level. Yeah, I suppose that's a fair call. Because I think I've made the example a few times now that I never noticed my MAME cab had input lag on Ghouls and Ghosts until I started speedrunning it on actual hardware. Mm. And then going back to my MAME cab, I can just notice this teeniest amount of input lag there. And that's probably that three... I don't know, three to five frames or something that I'm noticing now that I would have never have noticed before. Mm. Um, but there are speedrunners of Ghouls and Ghosts who I speak to in the Ghouls and Ghosts Discord who have got their wolf mame setups um, optimized to a point where, yes, they've still got input lag, but they measure it to be about one and a half frames. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's there and it's almost to the point where it's not there but it's still there. And I didn't realise that that was a, that was a fact. Mm. But there you go. Even more reason to play original stuff on CRTs. Mm. There is no substitute. Is that the word? <laughs> I guess there isn't. That there is isn't. the word. No substitute for quality? Is, it, <laughs> is, that, is that just the... No substitute for the real thing? Isn't, that's just the, the, you know, not the catchphrase, what they call it. The marketing slogan for like Bushel's coffee or something like that. <laughs> Bushel's coffee. I don't know what it was, yeah. Something I don't like. <laughs> oh, that's Arnott's, isn't it? No, if you say so. Quality. Yeah, I think so. Right. I'm glad you I'm glad you let us know. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but I want to interject because oh. FPGAs can be latency free. Yeah, that's FPGA. Yeah. Uh playing on L C D uh CRTs, I assume. Yeah. What about an FPGA you're playing on LCD? No, the LCD. Well, the FPGA. We, and the LCD introduces the latency. Yeah, exactly. Can yeah. we unpack the FPGA thing for uh, those okay. who are well, not? For the we, readers, what's an FPGA? It's, um, it, it, I mean, it, it's hard to explain. Mm, it <laughs> is. Stand for, <laughs> this doesn't mean anything to people. Fuel programmable gate array. Cool. Doesn't mean crap. Basically, uh -huh. The, the simplest way I think to explain it is it's a it's a chip that can become any chip or mm. a number of chips. It's basically uh, it's a it, uh, it's like a shapeshifter mm. CPU. Ooh. It's like a Mystique chip. Yeah, mm. you can just program this chip, magic chip, to become anything, mm. any kind of logic you can write in the programming language. Mm -hmm. You can put in there. So people have does it have to have physical contact with the other chip? Uh, what? Sorry. 
<laughs> Good answer to that question. I, missed, I would have also said what. Totally. There's some. It's like you know when someone oh, steals someone else's powers. Oh, I get it. No, yeah. not mystique. Oh, Rogue. Maybe a Rogue. superhero thing. Okay. Rogue has to be in yeah. contact. Right. Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> to the point where you don't even people in tights. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you know, you could say, well, let's make this FPGA into you know a Motorola sixty-eight thousand CPU. Mm-hmm. Which you know sounds like what you would do, but what people end up doing is putting like entire systems in these chips because they're mm. big enough to hold not just the CPU but all the support mm. things around it as well. Right. Wow. So it's not emulating that in software <coughs> and another CPU executing that no. software to emulate hardware. It's actual like hardware. In, in a way, it becomes the thing that you've programmed it to be. Yeah. It's there's it's, nothing interpreting it. It's just doing its thing. Yeah. 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 Sounds like magic, but, you know, well, those engineers are pretty is. smart. Mm. Is it I magic or is it magnets? A lot of digital <laughs> electronics sounds like magic, but... Yeah. Look, I don't even know how TV works, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasts across the air, somehow catches and lands in a picture in a tube. Mm. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Mm. Magic. Yeah. Yeah. So, the assertion is if you got an FPGA implementation of whatever classic system... Mm-hmm. Should be perfect, or it can be. There so, can be, can still be problems, but yeah, ideally, on like you programmed, put I guess. In, yeah. So, yeah. is that how like the Mega SD works and yeah. those ones? Okay. I believe that's FPGA. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and the Ultimate C64 is that what it's called? Ultimate C64. Uh, yeah, and the analog, the analog systems, the Super NT and the right Mega SG. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Cool. Yeah, there you go. So that's your journey, which mm. you're still on. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Game the System podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System Discord at gamethesystem.co slash discord. You can also reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. You can reach me on Twitter at Mark's Tweet. That's at M-A-R-C-S underscore tweet. Uh, John is Huego on the Discord. Mm. H-W-A-Y-G-O Matt is B-S-S on the Discord mm. which is spelled B-S-S yeah mm. <laughs> uh, please rate us on iTunes that helps us a lot it gets us noticed by people who look for podcasts otherwise how does anyone know? no one knows mm. how would they know? it's a mystery it's magic <laughs> thanks for listening and goodbye bye bye